ends well boxing. Well, come on in. Ireland's Boxing Weekly Podcast on all things amateur, professional, domestic and international. If you'd like to find a link for all the previous episodes on any platform or if you'd just like to keep an eye on our social media, you'll find all of that and more in today's show notes. Ah, yes. You are welcome on in. And it's a privilege and pleasure, as always, to be in your ears for this one. Would you believe episode number 170? Violent gentlemen. And before I get down into it, I want to just take a moment to thank you and everybody who have contributed in so many ways, in every way. Some bigger than others, some a little bit less obvious than others, and some in ways they never know. It's been a really brilliant, learned, uh, should I say nourishing, and, and genuinely it's been tough at times experience and learning curve but believe you me it's been the most the most enjoyable and the best thing I've done ever I'm only beginning to find my stride right now I've got I've had a lot of I suppose going back along the path and adding the pieces that I should have been adding all along if I'd known but I didn't know now I do so thank you again for everything sit tight buckle up let's get going And what better way to mark episode number 170 than to welcome a fella who is everything that's good, everything that's positive, and everything that's just the type of example you want to hold up when you speak about Irish boxing and you say that's all, everything rolled into one. I'm speaking, of course, about Donegal's masterful middleweight, Jason Quigley. It's only three days since his win over a tough, durable, hard-hitting Shane Mosley Jr. Before I speak to Jay, it's important, I feel, to step out of the boxing circus that some platforms are vomiting and spewing all over the place. And remember two things, just two things. Number one, that is not boxing. That's not boxing. Hashtag, that's not boxing. And number two, the greatest that ever graced the boxing ring in most ways, if not every way, Muhammad Ali passed away five years ago this week, June the 3rd. Wasn't, not my, I'd be lying if I said he was my favourite fighter ever. He's about, and he wasn't. But, man, I have a, every day I watch and listen and learn, I find another level of appreciation and another level of respect for, for everything that he did in an age long before his time. So, remember the greatest, I'm going to produce an ep- a, little, um, a little graphic every day this week, just as my little effort to remember the greatest. And just to lead up to the conversation I had only literally an hour ago with Jason, I've always said that as fans, we attach ourselves to different fighters for different reasons, different degrees, different levels, and sometimes it's because we can associate or identify with certain traits that they have or certain things that they stand for or certain styles that they fight in other times it doesn't make sense we we, we probably genuinely don't even know why well, that's okay too and in an even greater contradiction in a true boxing paradox sometimes we like a guy who's genuine humble sound soft-spoken or not spoken at all and then we also like the guy who's out there banging his chest telling the world that he's something he's not and manages to have us on side too. But it's what makes sport so brilliantly, beautifully, brutally vital 
to our everyday. And I, I, I often wonder, what would I do if I didn't follow boxing, if I didn't love boxing, if I wasn't obsessed with it, if I wasn't looking for something all the time, learning something all the time? I, I wonder. And um, I'm just thankful for that. And I'm thankful for it every day. My favourite Irish fighters in recent times, of course, have been the likes of Andy Lee, Carl Frampton. Maybe he's not Irish, but he's, he's, uh, his Celtic brother, of course, Josh Taylor, more recently. Um, really, really enjoyed watching him as he grew up alongside Carl Frampton in that stable. Before that, there was Steve Collins, there was Wayne McCullough, people like that. So you can see the similarities in their personalities, in the way they carry themselves, in the way they hold themselves. You can also see the similarities in them just being absolutely fantastic fighters, world champions. But you also never knew for sure along the road. We never knew for certain. We could never point our finger and say, yes, he is going to be a world champion. And I think, I think that's what adds to the exhilaration when they do finally clinch that title. There was a very special movement, a very special feeling around Irish amateur boxing when the older lads of that group were cutting their path. And likewise, we didn't know for certain who out of the likes of Eamon O'Kane, um, Darren Sutherland, Jason Quigley, Chris Blaney, Roy Sheehan, Conrad Cummings. We didn't know if any of those guys would make it. We had a feeling. We never knew for sure. But we bought into it. We followed it. And those who were around the Irish scene at the time will remember fondly and, and I and I challenge you now just to close your eyes and remember some of those nights in the stadium where you wouldn't get another soul into the place and the atmosphere in it and the heat and the tension and some of the fights you, you just you, you could put them in any arena in any place in any in any part of the world and fight fans would be absolutely exhilarated so when one of those or any of those start to make that breakthrough and find their way to the upper echelons of, of world-level boxing makes it makes it just a little bit special. Makes it very special. And it's not to say that we don't pick up fighters along the way, as we say as fans. We don't take a liking for someone here and maybe for a little while follow them, let them back down again, let go. That's, that's the part of being a fan, I guess, that makes it easy. And it's the part that the fighter doesn't get. They don't get to pick and choose which part of their portrayed that they pick and choose. They gotta be sure on every aspect of every little fine detail. And that's what makes them fascinating people. Fascinating specimens, fascinating characters, animals, whatever you want to call them. They are all of that rolled into one. And there are big contradictions at times as well. And you're going to hear Jay in a few minutes when he talks about his donuts, how the sense of um, relief, the sense of deserving, the sense of just, it's okay. It's okay. I'm, I'm going to have these and it's going to be okay. It just makes them even more tastier. And bear with me on this. I promise I'm nearly done. It makes it even more infuriating then when you see people coming along at the point of their journey, the point of their career, the point of their, yeah, their career, and uh, jumping all over them, wanting to be all over them, making sure that they're seen and heard, and making out like they're invested, like they care. And uh, it's uh, being there and, and talking away and acting away that they that they shouldn't, that I wouldn't, if, if like, that is... It, look, again, it's, it's, it's just, I suppose, it's a personal thing with me. I've heard others talk about it and I've, I've seen, I've seen certain, um, people who I know 
work so hard with these fighters when nothing is guaranteed. And uh, you know who you are. I saw a comment the other night and I absolutely agreed with it and this is what put it into my mind. It drives me insane then when you see them jump on and off the hype train. So when things are going well, they're all about it and they're all over it. But when maybe there's a little turn in the track or a little bump in the track and they're all off again and gone and on someone else's strength, that's that gets me in, in a way that... How would I put this? I might be going way off track here, but thinking about as when your when your child is born, when your kids are born, and they're at that very small, delicate phase of their life where they need constant love, constant care, constant attention. I don't mean every now and then, I mean 24-7. Whether you want to do it, whether you're in the mood to do it, whether you're tired, sick, hungry, not in the mood, doesn't matter. you got to do it. You're there 24-7. When you're not there, you're thinking about them. You're wondering about them. You're, you're, um, you're, yeah, just consumed. You're just consumed. And then as the child grows, they need a little bit less care and a little bit less time. And as they get older and older, they get into the seven, the eight, the nine. All of a sudden, you're looking at this little person starting to appear. And they don't, not that they don't need it, but they, they don't need as intense watching. They don't need as much constant care, constant, they don't need you to be around them all the time. And they start to find their little feet and they start to find their little place and they f- develop their little personalities. And uh, where am I going with this? You've got people around you. If you've got a, if you're lucky enough to have a good, good circle of people around you, you'll have people who are invested in that journey from day dot, who are there for most, if not all of the big occasions, who want to be there, who are happy to be there, who it's no effort, who can sit quite easily around them when they're crawling, when they're trying to talk to you, they're incoherent, they don't make any sense. But you've also got the sort who just can't be arsed. That's just below them. It's just too much effort. I don't know what he's saying. I don't really want to be looking at nappies being changed or vomit or I don't want to hear them talk about kids all the time. It's It just annoys me. I can't relate to that. I can't, so I won't pretend to. But yeah, I guess if that's what your if that's where your life is and that's what you're doing, that that's for you. But what really boils my frog, you haven't heard that one in a while, is when they jump off at the beginning, they get on for the beginning when the initial arrival comes and everything is great. And they jump off because it's just too much effort. It's just to have to invest in somebody else more than yourself. It's just too much for some. But then, but then, when those magical, special years arrive where they're starting to find that little personality, they're all back in again. Bells and whistles, jumping up and down, clapping their hands. Yay, here we are. We've been here all along. And they try and convince you and everybody else. I know that's the long way around. (laughs) But what I'm getting to is, it's very, very, very special to see Tommy McCarthy, Eric Donovan, Jason Quigley, people like that who have been through the mire. They've been through the swamps. They've been through the choppy waters. They've been up, they've been down, they've been back around again. And now, now is their time. And for me, I've taken a long way to (laughs) teeing up Jason Quigley and explaining how it felt for me on Saturday night as I watched him walk to the ring, go through that crossroads fight. And eventually have his hand raised at the end. I'm, I'm even exhausted reliving it. First of all though, I want to give a shout out and a big thanks to Chris McNulty. 
anyone not aware, he's helping Jay out the next few days with his media. He's organising things as best he can and taking a little bit of the pressure off because Jay, I would say, is struggling with the jet lag and, and everything else. So Chris, thank you, mate, for your understanding, for your time, your patience and everything you've done. And I thought it was only fit and right to start everything off by remembering and wishing Jason a happy birthday. In, in all the build-up and all the hype and all the everything that went before and afterwards, it kind of got lost in it a bit. And uh, t- as we hit these landmarks, it's important for us lads to, to, to make a little bit of a fuss of us, isn't it? <laughs> oh, without a doubt. Hey, without a doubt. We'll, we'll never be this age again, so we have to enjoy it. I like to say, Jay, we're old enough to know what we want and young enough to go get it. I like the sounds of that. <laughs> uh, it's incredible, really, as it was when you look at it. 30... It's, I, to me, it's only ever a number. It's only ever been a number, and and it's a long time gone for me. But um, you're 19 and one, and there's an awful lot compacted into that seven year as a pro, isn't there? It's it does it seem like it's it's a long time ago since that Canelo Lara card, or is it? Is it just seem like yesterday? How does it feel to you when you look at it? Um, it, it actually like whenever whenever I actually sit down and look at it now, it does feel like um, geez, that was a brave while ago. Like you know <laughs> what I mean. Um, but it feels like it happened so fast. Like it, it does feel like, geez, that was ages ago. But at the same time, it's like, geez, it, it went in quick as well. I suppose coming into it as well, and when you said it was all plus, it was all good. Like it was the you had the highs of Golden Boy. You were training in on that on the sunny side that we all dream of. But and then we had the reality done. So it's 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 like just two or three strands or layers, if you want to 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 the story. I love the way yourself and Andy have intertwined I remember that interview really clearly we spoke about it not long afterwards and now the bump in the road is it's firmly behind isn't it yeah without a doubt you know it's it's, uh, it's, it's starting to feel like it's a book that's nearly finished now you know it's um, all the chapters are kind of coming together and you know we're getting to the, the back end of the book now and uh, we're getting ready for uh, a big finish and a big finale to the to the end of it you know so it's it has been it has been a great career and uh, obviously it's not finished yet but you know there's exciting times ahead and you know I'm really looking forward now to, to the next couple of years and really finishing things off with, with a bang. I always remember that interview on Off the Ball and it was almost like we were seeing stuff and I, I've just said it before on the podcast it was as if we were seeing a few things realizations and dawnings almost you could see it on your face as Andy was talking you were you were thinking and things were starting to sink in and so, Jason, was it simply exhaustion? And was that from a lack of condition, or was it because you didn't expect that that hard or that type of fight? To be honest, Andy, I, I've had a few fights now where I, I seemingly kind of get a bit tired after maybe four rounds, three rounds, obviously, in the last one, but it's something that shouldn't be happening to me. It's hard to make that adjustment. And when you're in there... It's like you're underwater, isn't it? It's like you're being you're being suffocated, and yeah. just to find the time mentally to think and to try to re- recognize it while it's happened, it's and to make those adjustments while you're being hit, it's so difficult. There's so many similarities in in this fight with your fight with Johnson and my fight with Brian Beard. Of my first loss, it was in my 15th fight. No, this was your 17th fight, but um, similar stages in our careers against similar opponents, tough come forward fighters, and at that time, I. Looking back on it, I didn't have the tools to deal with an opponent like that, who could take my best shots but still keep coming back. And it was yeah. it was that internal panic and that you know I was hitting with shots that would put most people down, and this guy was just coming back at me. And your legs are so heavy, you can't move. The body shots were affecting you, 
and there is that there's that panic and you're in the corner I'm not sure if you experience this but they say move just move and box move and box and you're thinking I wish I could you know <laughs> <laughs> like, what's happened internally is just a whole different thing um, I'm not sure did you did, did you have any of that or did you feel that yeah I actually had that in my fight against uh, Freddy Hernandez um was I know you had said and I, I don't want to go back over but well I do because it's a, it's it's a good story now at the time it didn't seem so but was there any inkling before that chat that you guys might or could work together or was that literally just a conversation it was literally a conversation you know um Andy has there's a lot of similarities between myself and Andy mm-hmm. and um you know it was really just to, to sit down and talk to each other and really for me you to kind of maybe get a few answers off them in terms of like what do I do now like or how do I get through this or you know what I mean and uh, geez next thing next day we're in the gym training together and <laughs> that, that was that was the start of it you you're, know you're, so it was, you're reading my mind there because the next thing I have written down is is that um, I haven't been a massive fan of Andy and, and I suppose boxing Irish boxing fans at the time were spoiled when Andy was making his way through because we had the shows whether it was the Highlands going around the country whether it was uh, Pat Ryan and the lads and yourselves were coming through as amateurs and we got to see Andy build his path and build his career and I got to watch all that and and that was one of the things I'm saying there were so many boxes ticked similarities between yourself and Andy even career wise things started off so great hit a little bit of a setback but he was able to pinpoint those for you and it just seemed it seemed like a match made in heaven yeah like Andy is um, Andy is a lad that has been through what what I have been through and he has he's come out the other end like and he's he's went on and achieved things that that I want to achieve so what I'm looking to do in life Andy has been there and done it and like there's no nothing better than to uh Never mind chat to that man and get advice of him, but to have him guiding you and, and, and being your, your trainer and your coach, like it's uh it's it's a blessing so it is and you know, me and Andy get on really well as it is, but to have all that in common then as well, it's uh it's great so it is, it really is. And of course the T man behind you, the man that makes all the parts come together and work smoothly, I, I like to call him the oil, is Mr. Hussey. He's the coolest, calmest cat in the place. But he, he's a dangerous fella, isn't he? The stuff that fella makes things... He made me think in ways, I would say, similar to being uh, mental acrobatics. Incredible man. Yeah, Jerry is... Um, you know, Jerry is now a great friend of mine. Um, it all started out whenever... He was uh, the sports psychologist for the, the Irish High Performance Team. Like So um, that's where... I was introduced to Jerry and like right away we, me and him had it off in terms of like just we just loved the crack like you know yeah. and drink the <laughs> you know what I mean? exactly like exactly it was just we had um, we had very we had a lot of similarities like and uh, we had a lot of things in common and um, you know we had it off from uh, from day one really and uh that just kept going and growing and growing and you know we we got on so well and it kind of became a friendship more than anything then and obviously you know Jerry has had a massive impact in my life um, inside and outside the ring and you know I have to really thank Jerry and his wife 
RM as well. You know, she's played a massive part as well. Like um, they have, they've taken me into their home and, you know, I have stayed with them. I've lived with them for a while. I have done things like that there and, you know, just um, seen seen the way they work and there was never really a stage where they, they turned around and says, right, for you to be happy and for you to this, you need to do this and you need to do this and you need to do that. There was never really a, a thing like that or a moment like that. It was more of a guidance and more of a showing me the routine by just bringing me into it and, and letting me be a part of things and, and seeing it and sussing it out for myself. And uh, yeah, it has been a, it has been a great relationship now that I have created with Jerry and uh, Mariam, and now they're 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 wee baby boy Elijah, who's amazing. He's, he's one years of age now, and uh, you know now like I really I'm really blessed to have them in my life. For, yeah, for sure. he, he's a special fella, a really special fella. And what what's really striking, I suppose, before I get too much into what would work at yourself and Andy and how it's now starting to come together. It seems to me, Jason, if, if if you don't mind me saying, it's like we're seeing the um the f- I won't say the final version, but the complete version of Jason Quigley. It's like where we've got the we've got the calm, we've got the um the relaxation, everything outside the ring. Even before the fight last week, you noticed we don't see as much of you. You were you you were calm, you were cool, you were polite, you did your stuff, but you weren't as available. You weren't out there as much as ever, which is brilliant. And then when you get to the ring, it's like same old fella until the bell goes up. But there was a little bit of an added um. A little bit of an added something to that. That was a special fight, wasn't it? Yeah, like it was. Um, it's kind of like um, kind of like my 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 second chapter now. Do you know what I mean? Like the the first chapter of my career was what it was, and this is kind of now the the second chapter of my career. And it is, you know, there has been a lot of of changes, and you know, you can't really put your finger on one thing i think it's a it's an accumulation of a few things you know moving back to ireland starting to train with andy up in dublin and just getting my getting my life together getting myself sorted and and finally doing what makes me happy in life and not trying to please everyone else you know has really been a, a probably a key factor as well and yeah, like all that coming together has really helped me flourish in, in my career then in boxing and, you know, just working on everything with Andy and, you know, coming up with uh, new things, working on new things and uh, tweaking myself to be a better version. And uh, I really do believe that, you know, people started and is starting to see that improved version of me now uh, since since my fight. Yeah, absolutely. I, I speak to him and okay, and one of the many lads I speak to regularly is the king himself. And he asked me to pass on his best wishes to you. And and he, uh, of course, man, he shared a ring with Mr. Johnson um, a long time back. Now it seems a long time ago, but he was able to say the same. He had no doubts whatsoever that you're the combination of yourself and Andy. And then something that can affect boxers in a big way at times... With the, uh, your your special sort of characters. You're you're very uh, you're straightforward, but you, change doesn't work well with you. So sometimes, sometimes it can throw a cat amongst the pigeons. But yet, w- w- with the news of Andy not being able to travel and everything else, I mean, there's no better man than the Rocket himself and Wayne, my pal, to, to be able to to be able to almost slot seamlessly in there. It was it was it all just seemed to be coming together at the right time, didn't it? Like how uh, <clears throat> how lucky am I? Like you know. Um, I go from my coach Andy Lee um, 
an Olympian, a professional world boxing champion to Wayne McCulloch, another Olympian and a professional world boxing champion. Like they have that they have that there for me and being available and like Wayne was a great addition to fight the fight camp uh, for fight week because he's been there he's done it he's seen it all nothing phases him he doesn't get overexcited nobody will throw him off or like there's nothing's going to really come up that he hasn't seen or you know he's never going to be intimidated by things or anything along those lines and you know he brought a real calmness and and relaxation into into fight week as well which what you need, you know, you need that leading into a big fight. You need somebody that has been there, done it, and not getting worried about what's going on or not stressing out about anything. And, uh, you know, Wayne's a very good, positive man to have in the gym and, you know, to have in the corner as well. He's very, you know, similar to Andy in terms of, you know, basic, simple instructions, nothing too crazy, yeah. nothing out there that will confuse you or, you know, no no hecticness or madness in the corner when you come back. Everything's nice and cool, calm and collected, and that's exactly what you need, and that's exactly what works for me. I, I could hear him so clearly on Saturday night. It was like double jab, right hook, uppercut, and every time, and it was just amongst even the noise, he found that perfect moment just to get the voice, and it was so, I've just been blessed, I suppose, to hook the connected fellas like himself, like John Brain, people who have set me on the right path and I chatted to him before the fight, I've chatted to him afterwards and he was very adamant that this was the gate, this was the next level, that that was, that you were kind of moving to that stage now and as you say, that must bring a, a calmness in itself to, to have people like that because they don't just, they don't just work with anybody, do they? Their, their time is precious. Oh yeah, like without a doubt, you know, Wayne, Wayne is he, he's no mug like you know what I mean he's not going to just uh, turn around and get in with any Tom Dick or Harry no. like you know what I mean he's uh, you, you know you, you need to carry yourself well to, to be brought around people that carry themselves well and um, I think that that's uh, that's something that has stood by me by you know getting the type of people that I have around me is, is the way that I live my life and the way that you know, I'm very respectful and uh, appreciative that everything that I do have and that kind of brings that kind of a company around you as well. And a little bit of added spice with himself and Bones that not many people might have known about either. It, it, it was head, it was kept back, it was left in the background. But And something else that was credited as well, we didn't see any of Miss uh, Shane Mosley at all, which is, that's that's a new one, isn't it? We're so used to seeing these uh, sons of, of well-known dads and they insert themselves everywhere. He, he seemed, to, was he even there? Um, I don't think he was, and um, I've known in a way through uh, for a while that you know Shane doesn't really get involved too much with uh, Shane Junior's career. Uh, um, reasons I don't know, but you know sometimes the whole father son situation never really works out, and maybe that was uh, in their case. So um, you know. Shane Junior, he's a he's a lovely fella, very respectful, down to earth um, person, and um, you know there was never no real animosity or there was never no real tension. It was two lads, two respectful lads getting in to take care of business. Um, I went in there, I took care of my business, 
and uh, I came out on top, but we shake hands and uh, we wish each other best after the fight. Yeah, I watched it on the zone and I listened to the lads talking about rematch, rematch, and the very first thing I said was, excuse the French, fuck no, we don't need any more of that, we need to be moving on now, you know, that was a, a brilliant fight, tremendous, it had everything, it re- and I keep saying to people, if you haven't seen it yet, watch it, It's, it's, it just has everything you expect of a fight of that magnitude, um, did you feel comfortable at all times, or were there times when it, were you, were you as worried as we were at home, as you at times? Um, like, the fight, I didn't really feel, um, I didn't really enjoy it early on. Like, I just felt as if it wasn't going my way, like, you know, early on in the fight. I just, I wasn't, not that I wasn't comfortable in there, but I wasn't, you know, I, I wasn't feeling it. Mm. And I knew that I had to, to mix things up a bit. So I do what I what I like to do and what I enjoy to do, and that's box, get up on my toes, use yes. my jab, let a few shots go, and, and once I did that, I, I got this feeling over me that, you know, geez, I'm enjoying this. This is good here. And I'm, I'm, I'm actually having a bit of success here as well. So um, I obviously just kept going with that. And there was never a stage in the fight where it says, right, this isn't going my way or this isn't working. I have to change. It was a feeling that came over me. You know, it was something that I kind of felt and um, I just rolled with it. So, um, yeah, it was, uh, whenever I heard 95, 95, then mm. I kind of was like, oh, geez, <laughs> here we go. Like, I honestly believe like that, that the 97, 93 card was, was pretty accurate and pretty correct. I thought that that was, um, that was a fair assessment of the fight. Um, uh, but yeah, whenever I heard, whenever I heard the whole 95, 95, I was like, oh, geez, here, where's... Um, Adelaide, where are you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly, you know, where where is this going now? But, um, no, I think, you know, I was happy, obviously, came away victorious and they got the right decision in the end up, but, um, yeah, it, it was it was a great fight. I haven't watched it back yet myself because um, I'm still kind of a little bit all over the place with jet lag. And I'd say I so, yeah, yeah. I'd yeah. Say. Um, I, I, one of the things that, that really came to mind tonight because it was when you got on your toes to me it was a point of the fight similar as we said to that bump in the road with Johnson where you got you, you, the best thing I could say is is you kind of got stuck in the mud kind of the wheels were spinning you couldn't seem to find that next gear and, and I heard you say afterwards but the legs weren't there and the other night I'd say the likes of Conrad Cummings and Chris Blaney and Roy Sheen lads thinking oh here we go we've seen this before you got up on the toes you moved you circled around and he couldn't find you at the time when he really needed to that was would you say that that was kind of where the rust came off, the ring rust, the sitting around, the, everything was just thrown away and you came into your own, I'd say. Is that, is that fair to say? Yeah, I think um, whenever I uh, whenever I got into that kind of a rhythm, um, he started missing a lot as well. He, you know, he started, uh, he started um, what do you call it? He started lunging a little bit, you know, and, and, and trying to force the fight a wee bit too much. And he started missing and, you know, getting off balance and things like that there, which dented his confidence mm-hmm. in and kind of took the spring out of his his step and uh, started swinging the fight in my favor. So, yeah, look, um, look, there's a great saying, like, in life, um, enjoy what you do and you'll never work a day in your life, you know what I mean? So, for me, I just started enjoying what I was doing and it didn't feel like I was... Um, didn't really feel like I was 
and a massive fight or anything like that. I was just going with the flow, enjoying it, and everything uh, everything started to fall into place for me. Yeah, I think um, before I let you go, I think as well, as you finished, I think um, we we if if we saw less of you before the fight, I think it's fair to say to your credit, after the fight, uh, all that was got it was like the doors were open and we got to see into the to the very soul of Jason Quigley I think we saw more emotion we saw more sentiment we saw all the pains the bumps we saw and, and if they say it takes a whole village to feed a child we saw everybody that we heard about everybody that goes into getting you to that space do you think that's a new realisation off the back of the COVID and everything else or do you think it's just as you say it's all it's it's just a realisation on your behalf I think it's um I think it's a realization. It's a uh, a lot of maturing, a lot of trial and error, <laughs> a lot of everything, you know, a lot of experience really. I think uh, through my life that you know I thought I had to probably be a different person to do well at what I was doing. And I, I thought that I had to please certain people in my life that didn't deserve pleasing or didn't need the pleasing. And once I kind of turned around and started to to live life the way that I wanted to live it, to, to have the people around me that I love and that I want to be around and that make me feel happy, um, that's when the shift started to happen for me. And look, you've seen the interview, you've heard the interview, you've seen the emotion and you know I think the whole the last year and a half has really showed us as well um, who means the most to us and and what means the most to us with with COVID and with lockdowns you know nothing's happening nobody's around you for a certain reason the people that are with you are with you because they want to be with you and um, for me you know, I'm very, I'm very blessed, and I'm very grateful for the people that I do have around me. I, I'm lucky to have people that that I love so much that I look forward to coming home to, and that that they love me back as well. You know, and you know, it's it's just little simple things in life that that mean the world, and and it's all about as well. It's about living in that living in that that. Uh, don't live in the highs whenever you're on a high or don't live in the lows whenever you're on a low always just kind of hover in between that middle ground and enjoy the highs uh, but don't get caught up in them because they're not going to last forever and enjoy the lows as as weird as that might sound because they're not going to last forever and and you're going to realise as well um, if we didn't have these lows, these highs wouldn't be as good as they are either. So for me, that's something that I really figured out over the last couple of years. And to be honest, now I've um, I've really had a stage in my life that um, I couldn't be happier. Like I just enjoy waking up every morning and just living my life. To be honest, like it's a I'm an, I'm a, I'm a really really lucky fella now to 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 have had that kind of a. I kind of a mindset and I kind of a stage in me in my life so early on in my life as well. So no, I'm very grateful. I'm very appreciative of everything that I have and all that has played a massive part in, in my career as well. 
Well, listen, two last little bits before I let you go, because I know um, I know McNulty's probably got you on a on a on a, a timetable there. But it's important, I suppose, <laughs> for we're looking at all that. Uh, there, there's a as I do like to harp back to. There's a group of fellas between you, the likes of Tommy McCarthy, people who came through that elite perform, maybe at different times, but more or less around the same time, who are now who I like to say have taken the long route. We looked at last week. We saw Josh Taylor and 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 the very special achievements that he's but he's done it by being humble and being honest and by being real. It's something very special the other night when you made that speech to hear an Irishman and no disrespect to anyone else that's done it. They do it with effing and blinding and everything else in the middle. To hear you do it the way you did it and be respectful, but be absolutely adamant. Boo-boo, we're coming for you. It's, um, it's, it's, it's unnerving for some and there's a, it, it, some people don't like to see or hear it, but for you, it's just not natural now, isn't it? Yeah, like, um, Look, I've, I've I've been on the radio since I was about eleven years of age on Highland Radio up here in uh, in Donegal, and you know one of the things that I have really learned and really um, came to understand is the more you be yourself, the better interviews and the better things go. Like the more that you just be honest and be genuine, the better you come across, the better people understand you, and the more you don't mess things up because. If you go into an interview and you're saying, right, I, I want to I wanna come across as this type of person or I want to make sure and get this point across or get that point across, you always mess it up, like, because you're not actually thinking about what's going on. You're thinking about what you want to say and what you have to say. So for me, um, I just I just realized, you know, just go and be yourself and, you know, say what's truthful and say what's honest and, you know, if you're a good enough person, it'll all come across. It'll all come across well, and it'll all come out good and sound well. So that's just the way that I am, and that's the type of person that I am, and it has worked for me, and it feels right for me. So that's that's kind of the way that I roll with it. Because if I if I tried to be a certain somebody, or if I tried to, <laughs> we know who we're talking about. <laughs> I, I would I would make a whole mess of it and look like an idiot. So I'm just better off being honest and being. Being just genuine, I think. Yeah, no, it, it's refreshing, Jay. And it's, it's, it's boxing over the last few weeks. It's needed it. It has needed it because we've got lost a little bit. It seems throughout the lockdown and throughout the struggles of lockdown, boxing led the way. We had some fantastic shows. We had some fantastic people coming to the fore. We had uh, tennis. We had our own story. Everybody's had a story. But then it's almost like in true boxing style, when we start to find our way out of it, boxing then decides we're going to shoot ourselves in the foot and we start getting some silly stuff going on. But yourself and Josh Taylor and people like that are there to guide us back onto the path. Can I ask you before I let you go, you're probably tired answering this one, what comes next with Jason Quigley and, and when can we see you out again? Um, Obviously now, look, I, I'm back home here now. I'm going to take this week now to just switch off mentally, physically and, you know, just chill out because... <laughs> I, I got a box of donuts whenever I land back in Dublin. <laughs> I saw them, yeah. and <laughs> I got a box of donuts, and you know, my my partner April, um, she got the video of it, so she did. And uh, I says to her, I says to her after it though, I says like, obviously with the whole lockdown thing, you know, I had to stay in shape because there was there was potential fights coming up and falling through and everything like that there, so. There was stages where I was, you know, I was eating clean and doing all this here. And then there was a stage where the fight was off. So I'd go and get a Chinese or I'd go and get whatever I wanted, like every now and then. But I never felt as if I deserved it. Like I was, I was eating it and I was enjoying it, but I was like, 
it just doesn't feel right. Like, I, I don't deserve this yet. Whereas, I bit into one of those donuts and I turned around and I said, Dave, I goes, it's the first time in a year and a half I've had something bad and I felt like I deserved it. <laughs> <laughs> so, it's, um, yeah, look, it's, uh, what's next for me now, though, it's, um, I just want to stay busy. I want to stay active now. And as it says, next week we'll sit down and talk with the team, obviously. There is, uh, there's, a, there's a lot of talk and a lot of possibility there with a fight with uh, Demetrius Andrade for the, the middleweight championship, which is definitely something that if it came along, I don't think I could turn down. <laughs> it's something that would be very exciting. But we're going we're gonna to weigh things up. I'm in a great position now. That fight has really opened a lot of doors and has opened a lot of paths for me. So um, we're going to sit back now. We're going to see what what options is out there, take them in, have a chat with the team, and uh, we'll make a decision in which is which is best then for Team Quigley, really. And what yourself and Paddy Donovan have kind of opened the door. It's like Andy's gone from being enjoying his retirement to now he has a he has a team and a stable there that the world is talking about. It's incredible to be. We've got another Islander here now. He he listen. We're claiming him. He's Irish now. Big Joe show us of himself. He's he's Irish. So um, it's, that's that only adds to you, doesn't it? It adds to being around world class athletes. Makes you brings you on that next step. Without a doubt, you know, um, we're training in a gym now with, with talented fighters, a former world professional heavyweight champion. Um, Katie Taylor's been in the, in the gym there now training with us and not, she's not with the team or anything like, you know, but she's, she's popped in and, and, and trained in the gym. You had Eric Donovan in training in the gym, you know, there's, there's, they're starting to become, uh, success breeds success. Look, and whenever something is, is going well, you're going to get a lot of people coming around and, you know, a lot of people uh, looking to be a part of it. And, you know, it is absolutely great because Irish boxing is so talented, is yeah. so gifted. And, um, you know, seeing, I think it's a sin, seeing Irish fighters having to go away to England and America and places like this for training camps and for coaches because Ireland is just filled with talent that we can grow here home growing and uh, it's great now to see the stable with Andy and everything starting to starting to flourish and I think it's only just going to keep getting better and better it feels like there's almost a Barney Eastwood influence or feel to this it's like you've created a little stable there's a little movement going on but it's not for anybody it's not for everybody it's like there's a very specific type of character and, and personality and you guys are all fitting in to make it and, and long may it continue because it's it's having watched you guys from the very jump it's 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 even more special to have have the likes of Andy at the helm so look all I can do from my point of view I can and, and you know something that's important as well to thank you because you're always available whether it's a reply whether it's a, even if it's if it doesn't get done today it's tomorrow that's always and it's not lost on me how important and how how, how important your time is and how precious it is so thank you very much for that it means the world ah uh, geez no like and as it says to you look Leading into fight week, uh, I says to you, we were getting our interview and stuff like that there, and things didn't didn't go to plan. Obviously, I was busy, but you you're 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 a top man. You have a great attitude. You do great things, and you're very understanding, which makes it even easier then for for me to message you and say, here, give me a shout tomorrow. We're ready to rock and roll. You know, so no, keep up, uh, keep up the great work, lad. You're doing great things, and uh, it's a pleasure to be on. Finally, chatting to you. <laughs> Ah, thank you, Jay. Thank you. It's it's striking that 
Jason speaks there toward the end about being himself and just being true to himself. Some of the best advice I got from one of the best, and he was discussed quite a lot in that interview, was uh, Wayne McCullough. And one of the things he said to me in those early days was just whatever else you do or whatever you don't or whatever you try or whatever you don't try, just be yourself. And I remember thinking, as I said here loads of times, I remember thinking, well, like, who else am I going to be here? Why else would I try be anything else? And um, as I said, all a couple of years later now and, and a lot more experience down the track, I get what he means because there's a lot of people purport to be something they're not, get lost, get muddled and end up looking, let's just say, very foolish. So whether we live or die, success or fail, whatever else I do with this podcast, it will be as it is. It'll be as me with the supporting, helping and behind. And if you haven't yet seen the fight, I'll put a link for it in the notes just below here today. That's about it from me and them until then. Thank you for your support in the 170 previous episodes. Thank you for listening to this. Thank you for being part of of something that's really important, really special, and really is starting to grow into something of its very own. Next episode I'm going to do the biggest question in boxing. Why? It's one that not many people are asking lately. So until then, stay safe, stay sane, and smile. All's well that ends well.